Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nobody's Podcast. We thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, it's a podcast where nobody's talked to nobodies, and today our nobody is none other than Traden Brewer. How you doing, Traden? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Traden, we have been friends now for what five a long years? Time. Yeah, that's a long time, dude. We've been friends for five long freaking years. I mean. I'm sure we've been friends for longer than that, but like what I can remember, it's like freshman year was when we really started kicking it off, right? Yeah. You, me, and Jimmy. Yep. So, dude, how's life been? It really, it's been a while since we've we've really sat down and talked. Yeah, it's been. I mean, pretty good. I've been doing nothing but sitting on the couch for the last three months. But okay, so I do want to I do want to get into that a little bit later, though. I've got some other stuff to talk about first. All right. So, sitting on the couch, you just—that's all you do nowadays. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound—that does not sound fun. How long have you been sitting on the couch? Three months. Three months. How much longer you got? I'm basically done with the sitting on the couch portion, but. Yeah. No. Okay. So you walked. This is the first time I saw you. I I saw you walk. You walked yeah. into my house. That was the first yeah. time I saw you walk. Okay. So. Let's give let's give the viewers a little bit of context. So trading here, you know what, dude? I really don't even know what happened. I I don't I don't really understand. I want to say that it has something to do with your your profession. Is that true? Yes, it is. Okay, so we'll start with that then before we before we jump into this stuff. So, trading brewer. I actually I've got your I've got your Instagram pulled up here. Give me a second. Trading brewer. You have you have 313 current followers. You're okay. averaging about like 30 likes a post, right? <laughs> not many likes, not many likes a post. Yeah. But every single one of your posts is about your profession, trading. You're a firefighter, dude. I am. You're a firefighter and you're 18? Yes, sir. That's so sick. How long have you been firefighting? Um, well... Two years almost. Two years in the job. Yeah. But you've grown up in it, right? You've grown yes. up in kind of like the 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 industry, like police officers, yes. firefighters, just like law enforcement. You've grown up in that. That is so yeah, sick, the, dude. The list is huge. Yeah. So so like what what started the firefighting for you? Why were you just like, hey man, I'm gonna be a firefighter? I don't know, from the time I was a kid. I mean, my grandpa was the fire chief when I was a kid. My dad was a firefighter and a cop. And uh, just from the time I was a kid, I remember, like, I put on my dad's, like, duty belt when he was a cop and all that. Like, I always wanted to be a cop. And, yeah. and, and then I started going to fire meeting with him when I was about four. My first fire meeting was my fourth birthday. So I don't remember it very <laughs> good. But. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, so, like. Yeah. I, I've grown up in like the, the like hospitality and tourism business. So like, I understand right. all of that. And if I'm looking at like, if I'm looking at like you from like my perspective, I, I know everything there is to know about anything, hospitality and tourism, like marketing strategies, like all that stuff. And that's mm -hmm. because I've grown up in it. So you've grown up in like a completely different side. Like the law enforcement is kind of crazy. So you must yeah. know everything there is to know about everything. Am I right about that? 
I mean, a decent amount. I'm, I'll never say I'll know everything about it. Yeah, you're always learning. You're always learning. Yeah. So, your injury. You've got yes. a pretty messed up leg. Yeah. Give give me some context, dude. I've been wanting to know. I've been kind of scared to ask. I don't know. I don't, what happened? Um. So, their cycling center up on the hill, like if you're going to like the Hell's Revenge, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, their cycling center, they had a big pile of stuff out there that caught on fire and I, I don't know how I wasn't there long enough to find out. <laughs> okay. Um, and it started to catch a car on fire. Anyway, um, you know, I got on the fire truck, we were going and it was kind of funny. I was, my left leg hurt. My right leg's the one that I broke. Okay. But on the way there, I was talking to like the guys and I was like, my left leg hurts for some reason. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Only to find out that my right leg was about to get broken. Wait, so, so what there. was wrong with your left leg? What was happening? With I don't your know. Left? It, I think it was just like sore. I like I tweaked it or something. Okay. <laughs> After that, it no longer hurt because I forgot about it. Yeah, because you forgot about it because your other leg was destroyed. Yeah. Okay. Keep so, going. Keep going. Anyway, we get there, and that it definitely like wasn't the biggest or scariest fire by any means. Like honestly. I got there and I was like, oh, this is going to be a five-minute firefight and we're done. Yeah, you throw some water on that bad boy, slap the yeah. guy an ice pack, and you're good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, we get there and so I got out and it's kind of hard to explain to like people that don't understand fire, so I'll try my best. Okay. Um, one of our guys was pulling the hose out of like a certain spot and we had just added another length of hose to that one. And most of us, like, that are there a lot and, you know, are proficient, have it, like, memorized how long our hoses are for that. And we pulled that, and we forgot that that other length was still there, so there's still some hose left in the, like, hose bed. Okay. And um, I was, like, going, and I was going to put my mask on and everything, you know, because you can't breathe all that smoke. Yeah, no, it's bad for so you. So I was going to be... I was going to be the first to mask up and I was going to go take the hose from the guy that like pulled it out. And I saw that our engineer was like starting to add pressure to the hose, even though that it was still in the hose bed. So I like, as I was like walking by, I realized that and that's a bad, you don't want to like put water in that while it's still in the hose bed. Is that because of like a, pressure or? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a lot a, of pressure. It can mess up the yeah. truck, but, but not only does it like mess up the truck, it can, that'll like shoot up and if someone's standing right there it'll it'll hit them in the face and like knock them out it's a, yeah. it's a lot of pressure so anyway i like ran over to it as the water was starting to come and i like started to pull it out and as i was pulling it back i basically just fell kind of landed like my leg got caught under me okay so you like tripped over yourself a little bit yeah basically like it's not a cool story i tell people that i <laughs> broke my leg as a firefighter and they think it's like oh i was jumping out of this building or something yeah it's not a cool story um but yeah just with all the weight of like my turnouts and my pack and everything and just the way i fell uh i heard it snap as i was coming down like i heard the break yeah usually you do so and what did uh, you okay so the fire's still going though yes so what did they meant to first did you know um, your leg was broken or were you like I I knew my leg was broken and luckily there was a paramedic on scene. So he like 
ran over to me kind of like pretty quick. I mean, it took him a second. Yeah. Um, and you know, other, some of the other fire guys were like, they were laughing cause it's funny. Like I probably would have laughed too. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> it is kind of funny. Yeah. And, um, I like, I knew it was broken, but I thought with the adrenaline, it could kind of like help me get through what I needed to do at least. Yeah, for real. So I kind of like started to push myself up on the ground and I pushed myself up and just applied the smallest bit of pressure to my leg and just, I collapsed. Like I yeah, hit the ground. Yeah, it was probably killer. I can yeah. imagine, dude. Holy cow. And that, that's kind of when everyone realized that like it was, there was actually something wrong. So while all of this is going down at the recycling center, you got people trying to put out a fire. You got you and a paramedic yes. rolling around on the ground trying to figure out why your leg is all floppy. And yeah. what are the the recycling people thinking? They probably think the Moab Fire Department's a nut job, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> were, how um, many people were like there at the recycling thing? There was a lot. I actually remember like looking up and like seeing people, and I was like, "Huh, that's so a lot crowd? of people." That's sick. Yeah. You had a crowd of people watching you break your leg. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> like a lot of people would be, would be embarrassed, but you'd be surprised how much that happens and how much like you get away with it. Like nobody sees or anything. Yeah. But when you look at like the statistics of like firefighter injuries, like 80 to 90% are fire ground, like falls, like minor yeah. injuries. Well, usually when you see like these firefighting dudes, like for instance, a little bit off topic here, but like a little bit on. I, I've been going to the gym recently and I've been seeing, is it your brother? Your older <laughs> yeah. brother? Is that him? Yeah. Yeah. He's in bulking stage right now. He's going to be a yeah. big dude. Yes. But like majority of those firefighting guys, they're usually like, they're big dudes. So I think, yes. so like you're, you're carrying what? Probably like a hundred, hundred pounds to 150 pounds of gear. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot on those little legs of yours, man. Yeah. So what have you ever like being out here, having broken your leg, having doing all this stuff, having to sit on a couch for three months? Are you are you thinking like when you get back into service? Are you going back into service? I should ask that first. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Well, when you go back into service, are you going to start working out like really put in putting your mind to the job and. Yeah, you know, I'm, I've always done, like, a little bit of workout. Yeah, to keep and, yourself in shape, right? Yeah, and I don't know necessarily how much I'll, like, try to bulk up because, yeah. honestly, we don't have a lot of those, like, smaller guys on the fire department, and it can help a okay. lot to have some of those people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I haven't, really thought of, I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, you haven't thought about that. That's fine. That's fine, though. Like, you and I, like, I'm – I'm tall, like I'm pretty tall, but I'm skinny, right? I don't know if I could, yeah. I would probably have done the same thing as you. But, uh, no, oh, that's so awesome, dude. Firefighter, huh? That's yeah. so crazy. So, so you've never thought about maybe like police force or. No, I definitely have. And I, I, I still look at it like every day. I was, yeah. I was just talking to like my girlfriend, my dad about it actually. Like it's still definitely a possibility. I, I'm getting all these certifications in the fire service though. So it's definitely starting to kind of push away, but it's yeah, still because there. You're, you're moving up the ranks. You don't yeah. want to, you don't want to attach to something when you're, when you're doing so well, it's something that you're already, already doing. Right. So 
I'm gonna pull I'm pulling up your Instagram again. So you have three hundred and thirteen followers, right? You're mm-hmm. not you're not famous. Has that fame idea ever crossed your mind? Have you ever been like, hey, one day I I wanna make it so big in the world that everybody knows me? Has that ever crossed your mind? Mm, I mean, as a kid, yeah, but I think everyone like as a kid was like, I wanna be a pro athlete or yeah, they go a singer that or something. But in the recent years, no. Really? So why is that? You're just dedicated to work or? Yeah, I I found my calling and honestly, I don't do it for the glory or the fame. I do it because I love it. You love it. See, that's how ma- majority of people should be with their jobs. I think I think it's really admirable when you have a person who goes out and they find the thing that they love first, especially like with you. Like you love this and it's your job. So you're doing yeah. something that you love and, and like benefiting off of it. I think it's really awesome for people to go out and find what they love first and then become successful from it after. You know what I mean? You have to have that first initial, like that love for something and that love for yourself before you go out and find, find what you want to do in life. And it sounds like, dude, you found both of it. So like, I, I totally support that. That's so sick, man. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So no, no fame, none of that popularity. Let's say, no. let's say, for instance, you wanted to be famous, right? Okay. You want to be this big fame guy, drop your firefighting, drop everything. You're good at this, at this one thing, and you really think you could be famous. What's that one thing? I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything besides, like, I've devoted all my time to fires, so I've never, like, focused on anything else to where I think I'm good enough to be famous at anything else. Not, like, video games, not soccer, not sports no sport no as a kid i like dreamed of being a in the nfl like pro football okay <laughs> i guess you good football player i was all right i could catch i was i'm super slow so fast. that kind of okay. hurt me, me. but see that's stuff you can train for you know yeah definitely. majority of those 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 people go go out and they train and they do that stuff and they get faster but no that's a that's admirable trading so I'm, I'm going to hit you with some curveballs here. So these past few podcasts, I've kind of been running through a thing. And uh, the last podcast, you were, including, you were included in part of this. All right. A lot of people hit me up about Tuwilla. I knew they would. <laughs> I, I, dude, I'm dead serious about this too. A lot of people hit me up. I think it was like a total of five. And they they were genuinely like dude, you're, you're stupid. That's what they said to me. They're like, you're really I dumb. With you. I know. I know. I think, I think they were too, but like, so, so yeah, the will is in Utah, everybody. For those of you who watched last episode, the is in Utah. If you're like me and Renly who don't know where Tuwilla is. But anyways, in these past podcasts, we've been going about the subject of, uh, of like sports, like whether mm-hmm. I think drill is a sport, whether I think cheerleading is a sport, and one of those people who hit me up today about the Tuwilla thing, uh, I don't know if she wants me to say her name, whatnot, uh, she brought up a pretty good idea, and I made sure to save it in the chat, and I was just looking at it. Marching band. How do you feel about marching band? <laughs> I mean, if that's <laughs> what you want to do, if that's your passion, I'm then saying, sure. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about marching band as a sport? Do you think that's no. a sport? 
I don't think no. it's a sport either. I I was thinking about that honestly, but like, is it an art? I mean, it's music, yes. right? And I, yes, and I get like the like people could say it's a sport because of the competing aspect. Like you guys were talking about that for drill and cheer, but yeah, it's for sports. You also have to be athletic. Okay, that's that's actually oh wow okay, that's a really good point. Athleticism. You you don't really have to be athletic to be in marching band unless you're blowing like a like a flute or something. Do they have flutes in marching band? I feel like that takes a lot of lung <laughs> yeah. capacity. They got flutes in marching band. I think I don't know. I don't know. I, they got like trumpets and stuff. I know that I know that probably takes capacity. I don't know. I've never I've never played an instrument that requires my lungs. But yeah, but just because someone can like blow into a trumpet doesn't mean they can go run a mile. Facts. In That's facts. Seven minutes. So. Can you run a mile in seven minutes? Yeah. Seven minutes, huh? Yeah. That's like upper percentile, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I you yeah. Said you were but slow. I always ran my mile with like kids in our school that were way faster than me, so it always made me feel slow. But yeah, what, I was still in like the What's like way range. faster? Because probably the last time I ran a mile was maybe freshman year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I ran with like rylan and dante and corbin and all them like that that was those were my friends that i ran with so yeah so like for the people for the people watching the stream who don't know who they are what is like timing wise like what's what what was their speeds they were in the five minutes a lot five minutes dude holy cow which is crazy that's actually I think crazy school record is in the fours isn't it yeah ryan lewis he yeah, set the school yeah. record He's he's live live and breathe running though. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not a runner. I'm a biker. I don't know if you I'm not a know runner. if I mentioned that ever, but I'm a biker. I don't run. I've tried running before. My I, I used to play soccer. You knew that. And mm -hmm. uh I, I think the reason that I kinda gave up is I have really bad shin splints and running was mm -hmm. just not my thing. So marching band, we've kinda we've kinda come down to the, the thing. I mean, no athleticism. It's kind of hard for it to be a sport, right? Mm -hmm. So they do compete. Uh, the the girl who I was talking to, they definitely do compete. But I don't know. That athleticism really brought up a good topic. Let's see here. All right, Traden. So how if so you you started this firefighting when you were younger because of like your uncle and all of them. So would you say those are people like you you look up to? So like who is yeah. who is your main like your biggest supporter, your your number one, your your guy who you look up to for everything? Or girl, or girl. Definitely my dad, like firewise definitely my dad. Okay, what is what what makes your dad so admirable? Um you know, I he actually he didn't want me to be a firefighter or a cop, but he knew out of like all of his kids that if anyone was going to be, it was going to be me. Yeah. He, he says that to everyone. Because you have brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was in the same position as me. You know, when he was younger, his dad was the fire chief. Okay. So there's a so, little bit of like a, like a recurring process that's going on here. Yeah, definitely, which can be kind of a bad thing at points, but Is it do you find yourself ever trying to like live up to what your dad is doing? 
No, I, honestly, I don't think I can ever like live up. He he's been very very successful, more successful than my grandpa was in the fire service. Really? Yeah. So you don't and, you don't you don't strive to see yourself trying to overdo him sometimes or. I would love to, honestly. I, I just you can't do much more than what he's done. Yeah. And I, I would love to and I, I think I could. And honestly, like there's so much pressure from the other firefighters and my family that like they all say that I'm gonna be the next fire chief here. Yeah. Well which, dude, wouldn't which that is be a possibility? Awesome. So does that but, does that pressure weigh on you sometimes? Yeah. I I could imagine, man. Like I could I I've been in, I feel like everybody's been in situations where like that pressure can get to them. Do you ever like think about it when you're in like a pretty serious fire situation where you're like, man, if I mess this up, there's a lot of pressure riding on me. Cause you're like, dude, you're a brewer, right? Brewer name Mm -hmm. is big in this law enforcement stuff, especially out here in Moab. Like you always hear, you hear the name brewer and you hear law enforcement. Yeah. So, I mean, does that pressure you ever think about that in your fires or is your mind set to put out this fire, save these people? <laughs> I don't know if you're saving people, but put out this fire and do your do your job and then everything comes after that. Yeah, when I'm in a fire or at a crash or whatever, I it's definitely save people. It's life safety first, my life and then theirs. Okay. And that's that's the rules you know yeah no Obviously, yeah I was, I was gonna say that's law enforcement rule yeah it's it's your life before the victims and then the victims for me um i'm gonna try to save as many lives as i can whether that means giving my life or whatever that's admirable but, bro that's but yeah the, not, if you can stick with that persona that perspective throughout your entire life you're gonna be big you're gonna you'll you'll be that guy who who everybody looks up to, you know, like when you have kids one day, your kids are going to go on the nobody's podcast or some podcast and your kids are going to say, nah, man, I don't think I could ever live up to what my dad did. You know, right? that's going to be you. How does that, how does that make you feel? That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But I don't know. So, so I was, I was just in Colorado. Uh, I got back yesterday. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, driving from denver to junction denver to grand junction mm-hmm. it was it was pouring it was like veil area mm-hmm. and uh and we're coming down the this ridge line and we see on the left hand side of the road this toyota this tacoma flip and we're talking like big flip like it 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 goes off the side of the road and like flips because of the rain it hit it mm-hmm. just it, it hydroplaned right it right. flips and it lands and the craziest thing happened out of there's a fog right we can't see anything in front of us other than like the tail lights of a car mm-hmm. maybe like three car lengths ahead out of the the fog comes this ambulance <laughs> this ambulance is just happens to be driving the road at that perfect time that we watch this car flip two times and then land in this gutter Mm-hmm. ambulance flips on their lights they pull off to the side and they start helping this car that's my that's probably like my craziest experience when it has when it comes to like that law enforcement stuff i've ran from the cops but watching somebody else like flipping a car and like all that stuff and then just seeing like the the miraculous ambulance arise <laughs> from the fog and like save this person that was cool yeah. Do you have any like stories of you like in a fire that's just 
something that just like tops everything else something that's so crazy it'll never leave your mind you know that you'll be telling your children you got anything like that yeah let's hear it man i I don't know like which one oh you've got multiple the the craziest the craziest wildland fire I've been on, I think, is pretty obvious for everyone that lives in Moab. The the big one up on LaSalle, right? The pack, yeah, the Pack the Creek Pack fire. Creek burned, fire. Burned ten thousand plus acres, if I remember right. That's a lot. That's a lot. We um, were seeing smoke in what California from. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fire. Yeah, and that's that was probably the craziest like fire I've ever been on, and just because of like uh, that that's not what I do. I'm not a wildland firefighter, but obviously when that comes knocking on our doors, like they're grabbing every firefighter from every County in the area. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I remember driving up to, we saw the fire, obviously we had just gotten back actually from a vacation. We were wondering what was happening, like why it was so smoky. And, uh, we, me and some buddies drove past Ken's Lake and Mm -hmm. that was where you guys were grabbing all your water. You were taking like mm-hmm. your helicopters from the lake and then dropping it. Like, is that what you guys did? You picked it up and then you probably took it out to the mountain. Yeah. The, the pilots, like the helicopters did that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. We, we got to see that dude. I've never seen that many firefighters though. There were like military trucks. Mm-hmm. That's what they looked like. Six wheel military trucks, lime green, bright mm-hmm. lime green military trucks that were just plastered firefighter all over them. And yeah, those... we're talking like a hundred of these trucks. Yeah. So what was that like? What was that like being in the center of that? It was crazy. I was actually the first truck from Moab fire to go to that. The very first truck. So it was who you, your dad, how many people you fit in those trucks? Uh, in the truck that we were in there, we only fit four, but there was three of us there and my dad was not one of them. Oh really? Okay. It was Shea Walker, who is a battalion chief for us, okay, so and kind of a Tyler boy. Simpson, who is another firefighter for us. Nice, okay. So it was us three. And and what was that like? You pull up to the scene. Um, it was crazy. Really? We, me, and no, I guess it was just me. I was super tired, so I didn't really know what was happening. We were on a call that night, like way late that night, so. I went home and I had just fallen asleep 15 minutes before the page yeah. for that went off. Jeez, so you didn't get sleep? No. What, so wait, what time was this at? Were you talking like midnight, one o'clock? The one in the morning was it went out at two thirty. Wow. Or no, two fifteen, and we got back at seven forty-five. Man, but that's what your job requires of you. Yeah. That's crazy. So, like, was it one of those just, like, surreal experiences when you actually got to the the fire where you were like, holy cow, this is this is real? This is happening right now? Yeah. Uh, and honestly, on that one, like, on the Pack Creek fire, when we first got there, we honestly thought that we were going to get it right then. Oh, you were just going to stop it? It, w- it was only, like, at that time, which is a big fire for us. We're used, we're used to, like, 10, 15 fire- acre fires. When we got there, it was about 20 to 30 acres probably okay so but that's kind of what you guys like prepare for i assume you guys do like do meetings or like like you said like you you have to leave this podcast because you're going to a a fire meeting am am i correct about that 
So I assume yep. that's kind of like what you guys prep for is kind of like these, not as, as, as big as like your, your thousand acre fires, but like your, your, your smaller, like 15 acre, like you said. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so why, why didn't you guys put it out? What was stopping you? Um, fire's crazy, especially wildland fire. Like wildfire is crazy. It can well, move it catches up everything. to 60 miles an hour through oh, the wow. trees. Like it's fast. Yeah. And we got there. There was some wildland, like BLM firefighters there. And we were the first Moab fire members there. Really? So we got there and we we saw it and we started like putting out some of the stuff that was near us so that we could get further back. Yeah. And honestly it was right then, like as we're trying to get further back, you have to put out the fire that's in front of you to get to the fire that's behind it. Exactly. And by that time it was just, it was gone. And we like, we repaged it out to the rest of Moab fire and we're like, we need everyone. Yeah. Like this is big. And, this is bigger than we yeah. thought. So back to like the crazy story. We, we almost like died right there. Right there? Right, like at that moment? Right at the, yeah, right at the very beginning of that fire. Holy cow, dude. So you're really throwing yourself in there. Yeah. So we were um, like on this road. You, you've you been to Packard. It was, I've been to Packard. It was right where you and I went camping last year. Really? So it like literally right there? Yeah, it was right there. And we were on this road and like we were fighting all these like little fires next to us, all these spot fires. And all of a sudden we like look behind us and the whole road is like on fire. And we're like, um, <laughs> okay. You're like crap. We're trapped. Yeah. And our lookouts, they're like, all right guys, like pull forward. It's coming. So right. Like literally like the second we started pulling forward, it crossed the road right where we were at. Oh, so like, so like, what do you mean by cross the road? Like the fire just like lit the road. No, it jumped. So like those trees with the wind, how that wind like pushes that. Yeah. It it just it just jumped across the road, but like the fire went across the road, if that makes sense. Yeah, holy cow. So it would have just crossed right through your right through your truck. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. But that's why you have the lookouts and everything and it it, it all worked turned eh, worked out good. So what's what's a lookout? What do you mean by lookout? They're people that sit there and watch for that kind of stuff sit where like in your truck or wherever yeah in the trucks behind us in front of us to so side. where were these lookouts where were these guys i don't know where the one that first spotted it was because i, I remember i was like down kind of like in a little like creek bed kind of okay yeah and i just i just heard like let's go let's go let's go and so i like ran up there and jumped in the truck basically and we started driving right when we started driving. I looked behind us and it like jumped right where we were at. So that's so sketch, dude. Yeah. But you, you love it. Yeah. You live for that stuff. Yep. So, so do you think that part of that has to be because you're, you obviously, you love your community. You love, you love doing what you're doing and you like, you like setting your standards high. But do you think mm -hmm. part of that is because maybe you're a little bit of an adrenaline junkie? Yeah. Have you ever tried like any extreme sports where you put that adrenaline to work? No. Okay, so I was talking he's he was a mountain biker. I was up in Salt Lake, we were at this bike park, right? 
and him and I, we're still good friends today. Like I contact him every time I'm in Salt Lake, we go out and ride, but he's a, he was a firefighter and he was telling me about it. And he said, that's kind of why I brought this up. I have a note about it sitting right here. He told me that the reason that he started mountain biking is because he had this big, it was kind of like, you know how like drugs, they build a, a tendency in your brain where like you have to, mm -hmm. you have to use them more. Yeah. He got, he got to the point where firefighting and doing all of this, this big like law enforcement stuff wasn't enough adrenaline for him. He wasn't getting the same experience. So he started mountain biking, started doing extreme like dirt jumping to build mm -hmm. this, this adrenaline so that when he went into these fire situations, it was like, oh, it's just another day, you know? So was this guy a wildland firefighter? Or a I have no clue. I mean, if he's, he's living in the city, so I would assume he's probably just a, I don't know what the, the classifications are for that, but probably just like a normal problem. firefighter. Like your, your house right. is burning down. He puts out your house, you know? Right. So, okay. Yeah. So that, that brings up a question. So like, what are the different types of firefighters? There's different types. Yeah. Structural and wildland are your like basic two. So structural you is like it. your house people houses and like crashes and wildland is strictly wildland okay but even like we're a structural fire department here in moab but we do wildland stuff well yeah because we don't we don't technically have a wildland fire department right uh we have the blm and they have they have a decent amount of trucks but during the summer they're out everywhere so like fighting these 10 foot fires like nothing big but it's their job to go get it yeah like the on the side of the road like a bush catches yeah. because yeah i mean we're living in 110 degree heat in our summers what we hit 116 was our high this year yeah yeah no that's that's enough to to catch something it's enough to cook s'mores on your windshield <laughs> <laughs> dude that is that is so crazy so you almost died in this scenario so how long did it take you guys to like finally like put out this fire the Pat Creek fire? The Pat Creek fire. Or did it put itself out or? Um, it's a combination. Okay. So wildland fire, it, it's not my favorite because it's so time consuming. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you have these planes like dropping retardant on the outside and basically what it's doing, we're digging line, basically you're stopping, you're taking all the fuel away that where the fire is coming to to where you're trying to you're trying to cut it because the fire is obviously going to burn out eventually yeah so you're you're kind of putting the fire out by itself when you like limit its fuel so how does that work when you talk about like the fire jumping like if you've if got the if wind you've got carries, gusts, huh if you've got like gusts of wind then your trenches probably don't do much no exactly and that that's when you need the retardant from the planes that it drops and the water and so you say retardant so it's not it's not just water no what is it what's that what it what is it it it's a combination of a bunch of stuff and honestly i don't know it's it's more of a powder almost so it's kind of it's like a it's it's just a coolant it's a way to cool it yeah, it, it not powder. It's it's like a slurry. A slurry? Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. A slurpy? No. Or... Slurry. A slurry. I, I don't know it's, what a slurry it's is. It's not like 
it's not liquid like water, but it, it's it's mud. It's basically mud. Okay. So it's something I, like it's something thick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So so a little bit off track of this. I I'm I'm seriously like super super interested with all of this fire stuff. Like this this has been like a really fun podcast so far just because you're teaching me a lot and it, I I get to hear about stuff that I saw from like a a civilian's perspective. But mm-hmm. like now I'm hearing it from like a person who was actually in it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to I want to jump deeper into a little bit about you, Traden. Okay. So I've, I wrote this note down. I was thinking about it at work today. Uh, you're you're pretty knowledgeable. You know a lot about the world. But that had to have started somewhere, right? You mm-hmm. you, you you probably weren't weren't this this street smart genius for forever. So where I'm going with this is if you had like some advice to give to a younger version of yourself, like down the line, what would that advice be? And like, how would you present it? I don't know. Honestly, don't try to impress people. My younger days, like I I tried so hard to like run with the popular kids yeah, really put yourself out there. Yeah, and kind of middle school, early high school, I kind of was like, oh, whatever, I don't really care. So if I could tell, like, elementary school me to just, just do me, I feel like there's things about me that could have turned out better. So you a hard say, question. You say better, but, like, dude, you're the trade and we know and love. Like everybody out there, your girlfriend, like everybody out there, we we love this trade. Do you think that if you were to give this advice to your younger self, that it would change you like from being the person you are today tenfolds or change like specific aspects of yourself? I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a hard question. I like that, that is, though. To, just, to keep to yourself. That's a good, yeah. that's a good set of advice. I definitely, I definitely feel that on like a, on a personal level. Uh, mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. So you, you say in like, like middle school to high school is when you really started like stopping that. So it was mm-hmm. more your elementary school where you were trying to run with the big boys, trying to be that yeah. guy. Yeah. So what, what was your realization when you were like, Hey man, maybe I shouldn't try to be that guy. What what real what what clicked in your mind that you should stop? I realized that all the cool kids and popular kids—that's <laughs> the wrong terminology—but popular kids, yeah, were the ones that were going to end up doing like partying and drinking and doing drugs and all that. And that's which is just, so that's true. Which yeah, is like that's, yeah. Today, if you want to be popular, that's what you do. And it's sad. Like I'm, I don't, I don't really want to go into it, but I've seen, I've seen friendships and I've seen like firsthand, I've watched it where, where this, this partying level and this aspect of like got to be number one, right? Mm -hmm. It ruins stuff. It ruins it and it ruins it a lot. It, it takes people's lives and it turns them from popular to bums on the street, right? Yeah. So that's awesome. And that's crazy at such a young age. Like my middle school years, dude, I didn't even know what the F word was. 
Like, and it's such a, you're in your middle school years figuring out life problems, you know? Like, yeah. I'm over here worrying about my science class, whether I'm going to make a good lava lamp, and you're over here thinking, I think I'm going to be a better person in four years if I stop <laughs> hanging out with these guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so does that, like, dude, you're you. Like, you are, you are your own man. So, like, where does that come from? Is that, like, your mom? Is that your dad? Like, where do those genes come from? I don't know. I, I think... I'm very, like, a very similar person to, like, my dad. Everyone says that my dad and I act to talk and look the same. Okay, so you, you have more of your dad's genes in you. So he was probably this way when he was younger, too. Had that different mindset than everybody else. No, actually. Really? What makes, what makes me have the mindset of, and what makes me have, like, that mindset of, like, I don't want to be doing drugs and drinking is... First off, my biological mom was a drug addict. Wow, okay. And and then, like, alcohol has just done so much in my life, like, not directly to me, but to people I know that has affected me. So, so that, you've, that's kind of where... you've experienced all of that firsthand. Yeah, so that's kind of where... And it was all... A lot of it was in my, like, younger middle school, elementary age, and that's kind of what made me realize, like, kind of mature quickly i guess see that's really cool you're 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 a golden child Jaden. i want you to know that take that take that from me uh you're a golden child because majority of the people who grow up with like a family member or something like that who who has those those problems that they it's their personal problems right that just happens to like fall upon the children a lot of the times the children end up with the same problems and it's yeah. cool that you like like I said like at such a young age you were able to recognize like this is this is a problem and this is something that that you don't you don't want in your life it's not it's not going to make you happy like if it doesn't make mm -hmm. them happy it's not going to make you happy and that's really cool well Traden we're coming to the end of this podcast we're almost to our 45 minute mark is there anything that we haven't covered today that you want to cover no you got no questions for me? Nothing like that? Nope. All right, Traden. Well, we kind of we kind of hopped off the, the the track of being famous and all of that stuff. We we jumped into the real the real aspects of what a firefighter deals with on a daily basis, right? We talked about your foot or your leg, I should say. We talked about a lot of a lot of pretty juicy stuff. And it's it's cool because you don't you don't have that mindset of being famous like majority of people do. So like Props to you, man. Props to you for figuring it out. Obviously, you're not going to be famous, but you don't need to be. You're your own man. All right, bro. Uh, all you viewers watching this right now on Twitch, thank you guys so much for coming out. I seriously appreciate it. You guys are the reason that I, uh, I continue to do this. If you guys have friends, make sure to tell them about the podcast. We're going to be streaming a little bit more than usual recently or in, in these next few weeks. And, uh, we're on Spotify, so if you're listening to this on Spotify, kudos to you as well. Uh, go follow our Twitch, the Nobody's Podcast on Twitch, and go follow our TikTok. Same exact thing, the Nobody's Podcast on TikTok. We're going to be posting daily updates once I get that figured out. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Thank you guys all for coming out, and Traden, thank you for coming as well. Of course.